Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to the How They Blog podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with inspiring bloggers and show you how to build a blog that makes a difference. After you listen to this episode, head over to howtheyblog.com for all the show notes, more interviews, and resources to help you grow your blog. Hey guys, so in the intro of this podcast, I talk about how my goal for this show and for the website is to help you create a blog that makes a difference. Well, today we are diving deep on that topic. I'm talking with Lisa Jo Baker. She blogs at lisajobaker.com, and she has raised literally thousands and thousands of dollars and has an incredible goal that you're going to hear about in a little bit of raising money for people in need, uh, in this case in Africa and particularly in South Africa. So she's going to go deep into kind of what it takes to inspire your readers to give their money toward a greater cause. She's going to talk about some of the work that it takes, and we're just going to kind of go into how she is facilitated building a well in Africa, and now she's building an entire, really an entire compound, a school and a facility for a local organization there in South Africa. Uh, she Honestly, she's really inspiring. She's done a lot online. You've probably heard of her, and if you haven't, you really need to because she's an incredible writer, it, really inspiring, uh, very poetic in the way that she writes. But she also gets stuff done. She doesn't write just write pretty words. She makes things happen, and that's what you're going to hear about today. So I know it's going to inspire you, and I really hope that it challenges you to think bigger for your blog. How can you make a difference? How can you impact the world around you and motivate your readers to take action? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. I did want to say a quick thanks to some of you who have left comments and reviews on iTunes because that just helps more people to find the podcast. And in particular, I got a lot of comments about last week's episode. So I'm glad that you guys enjoyed that. I'm always a little nervous about just having it be me and just talking to you. I'm afraid you're going to get tired of listening to me talk. Feel like I'm lecturing my kids or something. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. So I wanted to say thank you to Sarah at sarahannrogers.com for leaving a very inspiring comment. And Stephen Perry J for leaving a great comment and review as well. And Clarity77. I'm glad you guys have enjoyed the podcast and 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 Many of you commented on, on last week's episode in particular, so I'm glad you enjoyed that as well. But today's episode, it's just going to take it to another notch because our blogging should never be just about us. It's going to be about our readers, how we can help them, how we can add value to them, and really how together we can make a difference in the world. That's what I, I don't want to just help you build a blog that you know increases your fame or helps you generate an income. I want you to help. I want to help you create a blog that makes a difference in the world. And Lisa Joe is going to show you how she's done that. And I'm sure she's going to inspire you today. So let's jump into our chat with Lisa Joe. Hey, Lisa Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Kat. I just had some good Chipotle for lunch. So that oh. always starts an afternoon off perfectly. I'm a little jealous because I have had a green smoothie and that's kind of, and I only had half of it. And so I'm really hungry. And now you That's mentioned Chipotle. You've had? Well, yes. I if you were driving through the parking lot, I was that mom sitting alone in the minivan listening to music, eating Chipotle <laughs> and having a date with myself. <laughs> well, I think my afternoon plans might have changed. <laughs> now I might be making a pit stop. We also have a Freebirds. Are you familiar with Freebirds? No, I'm not. What is that? I think it started at Texas AM, maybe. But okay. it's it's kind of like Chipotle, but it's very um 
iconic. You know, like people who go through College Station just always talk about Freebirds, and it's really good. So I'll have to make a really difficult decision. Well, both of those sound better than a green health smoothie. Yeah. Well, it's actually, yeah. (laughs) Never mind. It's actually, (laughs) it's okay. It's bad once it gets not so cold. So, but, it, but I have to say it does, I do feel like my day turns out differently. And so it's a great energy booster. I got the recipe, Sarah May shared it on her blog a while back and it's really good. Oh. So if you are needing anybody listening, if you need more energy for blogging, uh, awesome green smoothie recipe, it's like one banana, about a cup of milk, some spinach and some protein powder and some peanut butter. And it's really good. Or you could just have a glass of Coca-Cola and a donut. There you go. That will give you <laughs> that will give you some awesome energy for about five minutes. <laughs> um, okay, so today we are chatting, obviously, with Lisa Joe Baker. She blogs at lisajoebaker.com. And first off, we're going to talk about how we can use our blogs to change the world because really we can. And that's just the awesome thing about blogging. You can change the world from the corner of your couch or wherever it is that you happen to have your laptop or your phone or whatever you you use to get online. We can literally impact the world and the nations as stay-at-home moms or as work-at-home moms or whatever your role in life. If you're a college student, if you work full-time, because of the wonder of technology, we have the capability to impact the world just typing on our little computer. And, and Lisa Joe is doing that. And we're going to talk about how she's done it, some of the challenges and obstacles about that. But before we dive into that, Lisa, I would love for you to share your, your blogging story. How did you get started blogging? Sure. Gosh, it's been like five, five years now. Um, you know, I, I grew up a person who loves to write. I didn't aspire to be a writer, but I, for all the jobs I've had, it always required writing. So a lot of grant development and project development work and discovering blogging was kind of like stumbling into a space where I could write for myself. And I was like, Hey, I think I could do that. That, that looks like fun. So initially I just, I read a lot of mom blogs cause I'm a mom. And um, it was so interesting to say, to discover like we all do, oh, you know, the me too factor. Oh, wow. You know, she's struggling with that. I struggle with that too. And so it was just fun to jump into that space and, and write there. But I, I was struggled because I was trying to figure out, you know, who are, who are my people in the online space? I think we all know, right? It's overwhelming. There's a lot of noise and it's hard to figure out where you belong. And then I discovered the awesome blog Encourage, and that's I-N-Courage.me, Encourage.me, a community of women online really talking about their faith journeys, but through the lens of their everyday stories. So dirty diapers and dishes and um, work and callings and books and whatever they were doing, um, but just sharing the everydayness of life and how there is really glory to be found in it. So it was like coming home, I think, discovering Encourage. So that just became a community I connected with a lot that's become a lot like my online people mm-hmm. and the friends I hang out with both online and offline that has made blogging feel like home. You know, this very strange thing that we do where we share our stories out there for the world <laughs> to read. I think you need good people along for the ride. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what your blog is about, what lisajoebaker.com is about. Okay, so at least Joe Baker, I really primarily focus on motherhood, I guess. Um, 
it's funny because I was late to motherhood. I didn't think I'd ever want to be a mom and spent most of my life uh, working in you know, international justice questions. Um, and But discovering motherhood was a lot like discovering like someone had saved the best to last. Mm. And so uh, it's really just a space for me to be able to tell other moms, like, listen, there is no such thing as the perfect mom, right? There just isn't. And I think an opportunity to share my good, bad, and ugly of motherhood just so other moms can exhale and feel like they're not alone. Because mm-hmm. I think the standard is so high these days for moms and it's so exhausting. We're constantly beating ourselves up when really we should feel at the end of the day, wow, you know, I did it today. I kept three tiny humans alive <laughs> and we all love each other by the end of the day, despite what may have happened. And that's enough. And I mm-hmm. think for me, it's just it's really an honor to be able to tell that to moms that what you do is significant and it matters and you don't need to have a business card or an important title or you know, a passport or an overseas job or any of the things I've had and thought were really important that while those things are well and good, um, it's just as significant that you were up three times last night with a puking kid, mm-hmm. you know, so that's pretty much in a nutshell what I talk about. Nothing particularly grand, I guess, but just how in the ordinary everyday wash and rinse and repeat routine that there really is glory to be found in that, I believe. And so in the process of building that community of moms, you have been able to do some pretty amazing things, raising money for different, um, a water well, and now you're working on another new project. I love how your blog, it's about motherhood, something that we, you know, all of your readers and, and all of my listeners on, on Inspired to Action can relate to, but you've kind of morphed it or, or blended it, I guess, with this with your background of social justice. And, and I love how you're now using your blog also and just blending it all together. It's not like you left your niche. I know in blogging, we talk a lot about having a niche and it's not like you're, you've switched. You know, now you're only talking about social justice stuff, whereas before you talked about motherhood, but you really blended it together in a beautiful way uh, to, to mo- mobilize. And, and like my other blog is called Inspired to Action. You've inspired these moms to take action and to do something. And I, I wonder if you have any insight into how you laid that foundation. Hmm. Gosh, I, you know, I, I, I'll just say straight up, I didn't have a strategy, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that in social media, the currency that matters most is relationship, is what I always think. And the blog continues to be a relationship and a friendship with readers. And so I share my everyday with them. And part of my everyday has become some of the things I'm really passionate about from South Africa, which is where I'm from originally. And I think, um, you know, we often talk about this in blogging. Blogging is the most compelling when it's really authentic, right? When people can tell they're getting a glimpse into your real story. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just kind of been about opening the door a little wider and saying, all right, but come in because there's more, you know, that I want to tell you about. And I think it's been for me so um, important to be able to tell moms, listen, what you do is significant. Like you actually don't need to get on a plane and go to South Africa to be significant. Like right where you are is significant. I really believe that, you know, it's hard work and it's tiring and often without a lot of credit. But in the midst of doing that, in the midst of changing the loads of the laundry and the dishes, you know, what if I could offer you an opportunity to be part of something that is happening somewhere else where you can feel like you changed the world without leaving home today? You know, what if we could do that together? So for me, it's been really this sense of 
I guess like you do with your real friends, sharing the things you're excited about and saying, hey, do you want to do this with me? Because I think there's nothing insignificant about motherhood, especially to the kids who don't have moms. And so it's been about connecting a community of kids that are orphans and vulnerable kids in South Africa with a community of moms who I think for too long have told themselves that their their job is insignificant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fun any way I can to show moms through a different set of eyes that what they do matters. Mm-hmm. Whether it's about just, you know, relating my own day-to-day experiences or saying, listen, meet these kids and you're basically a superhero in their eyes. So I I love that you're just giving that vision to, to your readers. And, and I know that it is just part of who you are and what you're doing, but I would imagine that especially with this most recent project, there's a lot of behind the scenes work yeah. that needs to happen yes, to is. facilitate what you're doing. And I think we often see the re- end result and yeah. we think that it's just kind of an easy thing to do. And we it's don't magical. see that's just, yeah, the, we like see the tip of the, the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yes. so I would love for you to give us a glimpse into just how much, how long of a process has this been? Or I guess, why don't you start off? Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. Actually, that's fun. I'm glad you're asking this question because I agree that sometimes we watch campaigns online and we just think, oh, wow, I could never do that. You know, look how organized that person is. So I am happy to share my complete disorganization with you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, first of all, let me just say I work full time. So I work for Dayspring, which is the company that runs the Encourage website. So as you can imagine, my free time is limited. I have three kids under the age of eight and they're all very busy and they have activities and I'm married. So it's just, imagine my life is just like yours. We do all the laundry and we're behind most of the time. So in the midst of this, I have a, um, I'm from South Africa originally and my whole family live there still. And I have three adopted siblings from this community that we just over the years have fallen more and more in love with and have really felt in asking the community, what are their needs? That one of the things they they need is a community center that would have um, bathroom facilities and kitchen and storage and a hall for services and training and work projects and classrooms for teaching HIV AIDS um, classes and maternal health care and job training. I mean, you name it, the center would help meet that for a community of about 400 people and 250 of them are orphans and vulnerable kids. So I, um, I've felt for a while that you know my family is so sewed into that work, and we were just home in South Africa for Christmas. So I've been there. I've seen it. I've met the people. I've been on the property, and um, I just really felt this last year of, God, you know, goodness, what if my blog could be a door, and I could invite people into this story? What would that look like? Mm-hmm. So back in the fall, I thought, well, the first thing they needed was um, a water point. Right now, water just comes literally like out of a hose pipe out of the ground and there's all this mud and it's hard to access it. So what if we could build like an actual water point and it would have extra water storage and it would have facilities for washing laundry? Um, you know, what if we could do that? So that was really my first adventure <laughs> to saying to my community, hey, do you want to do something crazy? And you know what, Kat, the reason I chose that as the entry point is because what mom cannot relate to doing laundry? I mean, right. right? It's a natural fit. It's what I talk about anyway. But what if doing laundry looks like this? You have a hose pipe coming out of the ground and there's mud everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it was a chance to be able to say to the readers of my blog, look, this is what it looks like for moms somewhere else. But they have all the same responsibilities and kids and hopes and dreams that we do. You know, what if we could say, no, that's just not okay, and we're going to change that. So I invited people to a virtual laundry day with me. And I was like, <laughs> what if we do laundry together today? 
And, you know, in between the loads of laundry, you donate like the cost of laundry detergent or an aisle of laundry detergent or a washing machine, you know, like what can you give today? And so in like a little less than eight hours, we raised that $5,000. And the thing, Kat, that was so amazing about it is nobody gave $1,000. I don't even know if anyone gave $100. Primarily the donations came in in $20 and $25 amounts throughout the day which means it's moms just like us, right? We're in the middle of our routine. We're doing laundry. We're picking up kids. um, We're filing in our work projects, but we're also contributing to something bigger than ourselves. So there's a sense of community that's so exciting. And I guess my encouragement to anyone who's going to do something like this is your community will follow where you lead. Mm -hmm. And if you're excited about it, they'll be excited about it. But if you approach it with dread, I'm guessing that's how they'll feel also. Right. So I will say that um, the blog is interesting because for the last nearly, well, it's, we're starting our fourth year now. On Fridays, I host something called Five Minute Friday at my blog that started completely on a whim. But the idea is, what if we all took a writing prompt, one word, and we all wrote on it and we set a timer, just five minutes. So basically five minutes of unedited unedited free write. And then we shared that all in one space every Friday. And then we encouraged each other in our writing. And that has grown to a community of nearly 300 people that participate every week. So that community I recognize as the heart of the heart of my blog community. Mm. So when I have crazy ideas, I bring it to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's helpful to know that there is a community like that because you've created a space for them to gather and to connect with each other. And then when you do something together, it's not just you leading it, it's you inviting them and you're doing it all together. Yes, that's so good. I think one thing that a lot of you know people will ask about, you know, how do you have a successful blog? How do you grow your audience? And I think honestly, one of the core things is to not look at blogging like being a writer, but essentially, if you're a blogger, you are a leader. Yeah. And you need to know where you're going. You need to know why you're doing it. And it's not just because you like to write pretty words. Um, it needs to be because you have some sort of purpose. Whatever that might be, it could be a million different things. But if you're calling people together, they're expecting to be taken somewhere. And so I love that you you say that, that you are a leader. And then I love that then you built that community that is its own living, breathing thing. Yeah. For me, when I think about growing a blog, that's why I think... I've often thought of it this way, that you don't grow your own, you grow your own platforms that you can invite more people onto it, Mm -hmm. not just that it becomes like a little throne or a kingdom for you, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think blogging, blogging like anything else, people are attracted to a space where they're welcome and they have a purpose and a voice. And so creating a space where more and more people can feel mobilized around something they have in common So in my case, it happens to be motherhood and this experience we share. But because of that, it translates into other areas then um, where I can share other things, but we continue to have the core of motherhood in common. Um, And I think that's why it's so exciting. I I will say this. I think sometimes in blogging and social media, there's so many things to choose from that we could do, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like a new platform every other day. It's hard to even keep up. And I think people sometimes think they have to do all of those things. Like I must do Twitter. I must do Facebook. I must do Pinterest. I must do Instagram. I must, you know, do all of the platforms that are out there. I must be on all of them. But I really think, I mean, this is just, so this is for for me, take it for what it's worth. But I encourage people to just follow the fun. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like where, what of those platforms bring you joy? What do you enjoy doing? Where are you good at connecting with people? Where do you have a natural voice in those spaces? So here's an example. I don't like Pinterest. I know. Can you believe You know, I neither do I. stand it. <laughs> and I, so I've decided that's not important to me. I just don't bother investing time there. And I know it's scandalous because you could get so much traffic from Pinterest, but it's just not a love language for me online. Mm -hmm. And so I've decided I don't have the energy to pour into Pinterest. I feel like I love Twitter. I love being on Twitter. I love engaging on Twitter. And I kind of like Facebook, not as much as Twitter, but I kind of like it. So those are two spaces I pay attention. Um, And so I would just tell people to be freed from thinking they have to do every space well. I think really you only have to do one or two spaces really well because if you have a tribe that's gathered around you in those spaces, then they're going to be easy to mobilize, right? They want to follow. They're already engaged. Absolutely. Rather than it feeling like work. So I always just tell people who feel intimidated by blogging and all the different options, just follow the fun. Like, mm-hmm. where is it that you feel like this is fun for me? Where are you passionate? My my yeah. motto is do as little as possible as well as possible. <laughs> like you know, that. and so as soon as you start feeling stretched, you know, maybe, maybe that means it's time to pull back. Because when you think of great people, you don't think of Michael Jordan because he was a good basketball player and a really awesome guitarist and a really good writer. And, you know, there is such value in honestly doing as little as possible as well as possible and, and being excellent instead of just being everywhere. Mm, so yeah. that's good. That's a great point for you to make. Um right. But I think, yeah, I guess connected to that and what you had asked earlier, I think we were talking about the messy behind the scenes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should really fess up to some of that, <laughs> the hard work involved. So I, so the project I'm working on right now um, is not something I ever would have dreamed of, but I do feel compelled. And this community center, so the price tag on it is $150,000, which makes me a little bit nauseous and um, very anxious. And I'll just tell you, like, it is it is a ton of work because it involves coordinating with the people on the ground there and talking to the local architects and finding out how much things will cost and what does that look like when you translate it to dollars. Mm. I've had some really great people on this side help me. And so this is where I, the whole relationship piece, right, is so essential. These are just friendships from folks I happen to know online who we've just been sitting around at a conference or at an event Um, And just sharing, right? Just telling our stories. So I met Mike Rush from Pure Charity at a conference. And he and I were both there a day early. And we just sat for a few hours. And I talked about South Africa and what I was thinking I wanted to do. And Pure Charity is the giving platform that we're using for the project now. And he introduced me to Chris Marlowe from the nonprofit Help One Now. And they've wanted to work again in South Africa for years. So he said, oh, we'll help you and be your NGO on the U.S. side to help make that happen. And I have, when I was home in South Africa, there are friends from my parents' church who said that they'd come and shoot video and photos. So it just is a massive collaboration of a lot of different people. But it it requires that I am interested all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't at some point check out and say, okay, I'm done. I'm tired of that now. Like, it has required a lot of moving pieces and coordination and follow-up. And then just the work of writing it all out. So if you go to the site, surprisedbymotherhood.com, it'll take you to our fundraising platform. And it's called Surprised by Motherhood because it's the name of my book that's coming out in April. And my book tells a lot of the story of of this community. 
Um, but if you go, you'll see there's six pages of project that have been written out and photos inserted in all the text and the descriptions and the price tags. I mean, I did that. So in the late nights and the early mornings and uh -huh. then the later nights, you know, and I think um, it's like you said, when you follow something you really are passionate about and that you love, you're willing to put in the time. So, I mean, I'll just be honest with you to get this project launched this week. My kids watched a lot of TV, probably better, more than it's good for them. We ordered a lot of takeout and my husband came home early from work a couple of days because it was just too much to try to facilitate it all. And we wanted to launch it on Valentine's Day. And usually on Valentine's Day, I get up and do a breakfast and have special treats and cards for my kids. And this year, I am not kidding you, Valentine's Day morning, hadn't slept in what felt like days. My hair was crazy bug-eyed. My eyes were too tired to have contact lenses in and my glasses one of the the earpieces is broken off so I have like these lopsided glasses <laughs> and my children came into the room I had like ignored them for several hours I had not fed them yet they were watching tv because we were launching the project and they came into the room and I said guys come here and they came close to me and I showed them the screen and I said happy valentine's day and I showed them how we had nearly raised five thousand dollars already for south africa and I said this is your gift this year we are doing this and all throughout the day they kept checking in to see where that figure was they've seen all the pictures they were there when we shot the video um so they know it's their story you know mm -hmm. they get to be part of it with me but it cost us a lot this year, um, but I wouldn't have chosen to do differently. It was That was the Valentine that we gave each other in, in South Africa this year. Well, and if you had the forethought to shoot the video, and that was in December when you were there yeah. for Christmas, yeah. when, how long of a project has this been? That's a good question. So I, I would say nearly a full year now Wow! because I a year ago had the sense that what if I could use my blog for something more than just my story and I called my parents to find out um, they run a nonprofit in South Africa called Take Action and to ask them if they had any specific big needs that our blog community could get behind and they started to laugh and said yes we have the blueprints, we have the permission from the local council, we have the permission from the local government, the only thing we don't have is the funding and I said, well, let's see if we can help with that. And it was last year, April. So I guess um, a little less than a year, a little more than a year ago, because it was last April when I was at a conference called Jumping Tandem in Nebraska. And Mike Rush from Pure Charity was there. And mm -hmm. he and I just happened to sit down and talk for a few hours. And that became sort of the connect the dots for me. Him introducing me to Chris Marlowe and talking to them and figuring out what this would look like in real time. Um, and then in the fall last year, doing the water point, which really is a linchpin for this community center. So even when we did the water point project, even though it was small, only $5,000, it really was a way to test the waters and see, okay, you know, does my blog community want to come along on something like this? You know, right. this be something they can relate to. And it just blew us away. And I got emails from people who said, oh my gosh, I, I only checked the blog today and I wanted to give and it's already funded. Like, but how mm. can I be part of this? You know, you've left me out. So I was able to tell people, don't worry, <laughs> something big coming. Um, and then I was home um, for Christmas in South Africa. And so we had planned ahead of time. And I had had a, a friend there who does video. And he and I had gone back and forth by email. So when I got there, he had a good idea of what we wanted to shoot. And it was a big undertaking because we had about 250 kids 
who came out from the community onto the plot of land where we want to build and all held hands and kind of stood in a human blueprint, Mm. mapping out the site. So we shot all that video and then came back to the States and then it had to be edited and um, I had to write up all the content. So, I mean, it's, yes, (laughs) it was a big undertaking and everybody, you know, everybody in a family gives towards something like that. It Mm -hmm. doesn't just happen um, by a mom carving out time by herself. You know, everyone in the family feels it. And for us, it's been a way to tell our family, this is something we're doing together. You know, we're all in. And at the same time, I've been writing this book over the last year called Surprised by Motherhood. And it shares my journey from South Africa to the States to motherhood when I thought I never wanted to be a mom. So the South Africa story and the book and the community center were just all kind of running parallel to each other at the same time. So this has been a huge a huge project and yes. we're just now really seeing the tip of the iceberg of it. That's and I, right. you know, that's something that we don't see in, in blogging all that much, you know, people will be honest and real about their real life about motherhood or whatever, but we don't often pull back the curtain on how much work goes into it because it's not just the work that you've done on this project. It's all the relationships that you've developed mm-hmm. over the last four years uh, during the yes. whole process of you working with encourage that you're now able to, um, you know, connect with and, and they can work with you on this. It's been a long journey to get yeah. to this point. And, and, all, and so just to encourage everybody listening, wherever you are in that journey, mm. don't give up. Keep connecting with people. Keep yes. making those relationships because you never know when that relationship is going to be the one. Yes. It's going to be the catalyst for some amazing project like the one that Lisa Joe is doing. And that's exactly right. And I would just say there's no big or small people. You know, we tend to think that in the blogging world, oh, that she has a big blog or that's a small blog. But people, (laughs) people are all so you can't quantify a person. And Mm -hmm. so there are no big or small people when it comes to building relationship. And so for me, it's been about just having conversations and then following them. It felt like a breadcrumb trail and I never quite knew where it was going to lead. But I mean, there are just pivotal conversations I had nearly a year ago now that at the time I hadn't known if I would have that conversation or I was too tired or I was too busy, but ended up just sitting and talking to people and sharing our stories without agenda, you know, just Mm -hmm. sharing our stories with one another and then saying, wow, I think that you should talk to this person and just following that along the way. And I'll tell you, I've had a team team's not the right word. I've had a few close friends who've known the whole time the journey I was on, and it's helped to have them to be able to share with along the way, you know, who could cheer and say, wow, and make suggestions. You Maybe you should talk to so-and-so, or have you thought about this, or here's a gap you might not have anticipated. What do you want to do about this? And so we've thought long and hard. My publisher knew all about this project too, because I said to them, listen, I realize that I'm going to be asking people to buy two things, you know, my book and give to this project. But I feel like the book is completely connected to the project and it helps us tell a unique story. And they were on board with it. And um, I've had good friends who are excited. And I, I'll say that you just sometimes, there comes a point where you have to be bold and you, then you have to ask people to do it with you because mm-hmm. you really can't do it alone. And so I got to a point when I was ready then to launch the project and I knew I wanted to have maximum impact, you know, on that day. And I figured I needed a day that we could leverage and rally around. And Valentine's felt like a good one just because, oh, Valentine's can be an awkward, hard, uncomfortable day for a lot of people. And it can leave people feeling left out. 
And I thought, what if we remind ourselves what love really is, how it's not just a date on the calendar? You know, love is a verb. And what if we invite people into a bigger love story? And so one Friday when I was doing my five-minute Friday community blog, I just had a tiny um, note at the bottom that said, you know, if you're interested in doing something crazy with me related to South Africa, fill out this Google Doc. So there was a link that they could click over to and fill out their information. And I was so amazed, like 45 people filled it out. And so then I created a Facebook group for us to share ideas in. And I created, so this is for anyone who's wondering, you know, here are some of the basic steps. I created a Flickr pool of all the photos related to the project. I created a bunch of um, click to tweets that they could use. I had different themes outlined, like here are ideas for your posts that you could write about. Um, Here's the video. Here's the link to the funding amount. Here's the widgets you can embed in your blog, basically putting together a little package for them. So they had everything there Uh to make it as easy for them to participate as possible. And then I think there just comes a point where you have to be shameless. Like if there's something you really love, you just go all out and you invite everybody to come along with you. Mm -hmm. And it's super vulnerable. Like I'm just going to put it out there. Like it's really scary. You don't know who's going to say yes. You don't know if you're going to look like an idiot there's a good chance that you will. (laughs) And you're basically standing out there and being like, here's my heart, you know, who wants to come join me with this? And people are very busy and they have their own agendas. You will be surprised how many people will follow passion. Uh If you have something that you are truly 100% shamelessly in on, people will follow that because we want that, right? We want something that makes us feel that way. And I'll just tell you honestly, Kat, like, when I started this process about a year ago, I really talked to God about it a lot and said, you know, I've never done anything like this on my blog. Like, what if this is a disaster? Like, what if no one gives any money at all? And I, you know, this was even before the laundry project. What, what am I going to do? And I will tell you that sort of not in an audible voice, but the, the question I felt that came back to me was just a challenge. The challenge that said, I dare you to lose face. And I feel like that has really become my mantra this year. Like, so what then? So what if I'm embarrassed? I tell you what, like Maabana Community Center is going to have $10,000 it did not have last week, mm-hmm. even if we don't make the full 150. And I am just okay with that because there are kids there I can look in the eye and say, I went to bat for you. Like, I went all out. I, I didn't leave anything. I spent it all on the track. You know, I ran as hard as I could. And it doesn't mean it's still not scary. It, it is like, oh, I had such bad stomach troubles all last <laughs> week. I can't even tell you, like, leaving, leading up to launch day. And um, really, my motto has become scared is the new brave. Because I think that's what it looks like. When you do something courageous, it's usually courageous because you're afraid. And it's a lesson I talk to my kids about all the time. And I like that they get to see me afraid and yet doing it anyway, because Mm. I want them to live lives like that themselves. And in the midst, I'm still just a mom in the sense that I'm doing the laundry and the dishes and the carpool. And um, but 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 this can be part of what we do. We don't have to stop our every day to be able to change somebody else's every day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the fear of failure, I just I don't think we're ever quite cured of that. I think it's always there, but it's what it's what makes what you do brave, I think. Is there something that you say to yourself when those fears start to combat your desire to actually, you know, go out there and and write another tweet or write another post? 
Yeah, I think it really helped having a team of people that I invited into into it with me because I'm, it's good to remember you're not actually alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone in this. Like there are people who want to do it with you. And um, I really do believe my, our pastor says such an interesting thing. He says, you can't outgive God. Mm-hmm. And it's been good for me to think about that because I think it's easy to believe in people, you know, like so-and-so has a big platform or what if she helped me? It would be great. But um but what if they can't? And then it's you and your people and your God. And I have felt this reminder that if this is something God has called you to, then He He'll make it happen. You know, He will He will be in it with you. So I think that um, fear is loud, but it's not always true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. Um, I am writing that down actually as we're talking. Uh, <laughs> That's so good. And that's such a big barrier for so many people online, whether it is using their blog to make a difference or whether it's just getting the courage to blog, getting the courage to put the words out there. But it's all about just putting one step in front of the other. And there's a great proverb that I heard. It says, fear knocked at the door and love answered and no one was there. Yeah, I've heard that one. It's good. And I love that because, you know, fears, they're honestly, they're... Ultimately, they're just mirages. Yeah. And the when we are brave enough to take the action to do something that impacts other people, there's always going to be fruit from that, whether it's what we envisioned or not, or whether it's something even greater than we'd ever hoped or imagined. Mm-hmm. Just that courage to take that step is, is going to make a difference. Now, if people want to find out more about what you're doing, what are the sites that they would go to to get that information? Sure. You can just go to surprisedbymotherhood.com and it's all there. There are five phases to the project. The first phase was the vegetable garden, which is fully funded. And the phase that we're on at the moment is for a welcome center and community kitchen. That's really kind of sort of, if you think of, you know, a school, for example, it's the admin part, right? The office Mm. building and the bathrooms and the kitchen and storage is that piece of the puzzle. And that is a $40,000 piece, and we have raised $8,000 of it. So that's where we are now. Surprised by Motherhood will take you there. And there are links there where you can click through each of the phases as well as read the backstory. And there's a video that has me and my dad and um, one of the leaders from the community sharing part of the vision. And, um, yeah, I would just say that in everything that we do online, especially when it comes to writing, we are always our harshest critic, right? Mm-hmm. I think no one's as critical of us as we are of ourselves. <laughs> and it's part of why I started the Five Minute Friday community, because it's a place where we can write and feel like we silence the voice of the inner critic. Mm. And we get to just write without worrying if it's just right or not. And sometimes if we just say, okay, five minute timer, no overthinking, no backtracking, no editing, go. There's a voice in yourself that you free to write without being critical of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes these sort of projects are the same. And it was interesting. I told my husband the other day, you know, the last few days of real crunch work, I said to him, you know, I didn't realize until now how much energy fear requires. Like it takes a lot of my energy, right, to feel afraid because I'm worrying and I'm thinking and I'm calling people up and I'm stressing and I'm... <laughs> I am, you know, putting things off. And, but if you are just working, if you're just doing it, if you're doing the thing that you're supposed to do, 
then your energy is spent on doing it and not being afraid. Then there's no energy left to be afraid because I'm spending that energy on the activity I feel called to be part of. And that was really enlightening for me that when I'm that afraid, sometimes I just need to do the thing, like stop procrastinating about the thing or overthinking it, just do it. Um, and that itself was a good antidote to being afraid. That's a good action overcomes fear. Half the time, you know, fear, what is it called? Bungee jumping. You can stand there and be afraid or you can just jump. I know. And it it just takes so much energy to Mm -hmm. be afraid. Like it's exhausting. Like I was like, I'm so tired of feeling afraid. I'm just over it. But when I was in it and writing and inviting people and putting the last pieces together, I realized, oh, I, I don't actually have energy left over to be afraid. That's fantastic. I love that. Now, for everybody listening, I'm going to include some of the tweetables that Lisa Joe has shared and some of the, the main points about her project so that if you don't know where to start to use your blog to make a difference in the world, you can just jump in on what Lisa Joe is doing. Uh, so all that information is going to be there. You can either click through in whatever app you're listening to this on, and the show notes should be in there, or you can just head over to howtheyblog.com, and all the information will be in the show notes for this episode. So um, I encourage you to use the platform that you have to make a difference and to impact the world. And it's so easy to do. Lisa Joe has is paving the way, and you can just jump in on what she's doing. Or you can just learn from all that she shared and, and, and do whatever is on your heart as well. Lisa Joe, I just want to thank you for joining us today and taking time out of your schedule to chat with us and to, to share the behind the scenes look at, at what it actually takes to do something like this. So I appreciate that. Uh, thank you for having me. It's fun to get to share some of the underbelly because it's never pretty in the making. <laughs> well, and I think sharing that is what really inspires people a lot more than the perfection side of it does so thank you so much do it together yeah we'll do it together well we will chat with you again soon i hope lisa joe thanks kat have a great afternoon you too bye-bye bye well that's it for this episode of the how they blog podcast thank you so much for listening you know i'd love to know how i can help you my goal for this show was to help you build a blog that makes a difference you have words and wisdom that others need to hear and it's my job to help you spread your message so if you have any ideas suggestions or questions for me just head over to howtheyblog.com click the contact button and send me an email I would love to hear from you and if you enjoyed this episode and you want to share the love I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating or a review on iTunes if you don't know how to do that just visit howtheyblog.com forward slash love and I'll show you how as always For all the show notes, more interviews, and other resources to help you grow your blog, head over to howtheyblog.com. And until next time, this is Kat Lee, and you've been listening to the How They Blog podcast.